Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Thursday, November 12th. S&P futures are trading down about five to six points. That's about 15 to 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures are rallying about 55 points. That's about 50 basis points. So a continuation of what you saw on Wednesday, which was a reversal of Monday and Tuesday. So growth, momentum stocks, which were hit very hard after the Pfizer news Monday, Tuesday, rebounded yesterday, and they're extending those gains this morning. Um, you're seeing the broader market um, come for sale. And that is large due to some profit taking in the areas that were very strong on Monday and Tuesday, specifically cyclical and value stocks. Um, and that is similar to what you're seeing in Europe as well. So the major European indices are down about 30 to 40 basis points. And again, you're seeing selling pressure in areas like banks energy, um, while tech outperforms. Remember, Europe is very cyclical value levered versus the U.S., um, and so when cyclical value stocks come for sale in Europe, they tend to weigh on the broader indices much more than in the U.S. Um, so as far as just kind of major news for this morning, there's, again, not a whole lot to really say. A lot of the big, the narratives around a lot of the big macro topics are very consistent with where they stood on Wednesday. So just running through a quick, a few of the quick headlines this morning. On the earnings front, Tencent reported this morning after uh, Asia closed. So Tencent rallied in Hong Kong into the report. The numbers were fine. Numbers were a little bit ahead of expectations. Um, you know, you saw a little bit of relief rally. You probably will see a little bit of relief rally in some of the China levered internet stocks today. Um, again, the real concern was not near-term earnings, but more kind of just this, um, a lot of the recent regulatory headlines that you've seen out of China on, uh, you know, stepped up antitrust scrutiny. And then obviously that the Ant Group IPO deferment, uh, deferral rather, rather. Um, so I think, you know, to the extent you do see a multi-day rally in some of the Chinese internet names, it's probably worth taking profit into them, just given that those um, antitrust overhangs are not going to go away. In Europe, you had Siemens report earnings this morning. Uh, this was their fiscal Q4, September and quarter. The numbers were fine for the quarter. The fiscal 21 guidance was a little bit underwhelming. So that stock is getting hit in Europe. Um, so just those two reports, Tencent Siemens, obviously fit in with what you're seeing as far as pro-growth, anti-cyclical um, for today, at least. Um, just kind of running through some of the big macro themes uh, on the presidential transition. So again, there's a lot of articles talking about the various different legal strategies and plans taking place in the White House. Um, you know, it seems to be that one of the objectives is to convince uh, Republican-controlled state legislatures to essentially defy the will of the people in the individual state and elect pro-Trump individuals to the Electoral College. Um, you know, this was talked about. There was a big Atlantic cover story several weeks ago that talked about this. Um, it is certainly interesting to read about, and you really get to learn about the mechanics of the underlying American political system. It's extraordinarily unlikely to actually come to pass. Um, you know, so a lot of the noise that you're reading about, um, you know, and again, I don't think the market's all that concerned either. I think the market knows that Biden will be sworn into office. Um, but just to kind of keep in mind that, you know, you can ignore, I think, some of the um, more outlandish headlines about this whole electoral college scheme. Um, Biden is beginning to make staff announcements. So he named his chief of staff overnight. Um, it's probably going to be a couple more weeks before you start to see some cabinet people um, show up in the press. Again, the market's most concerned with Treasury. It looks like Lyle Brainerd remains the front runner for that role, um, but obviously things could change going forward. Um, there, there is a you know the as the House races get settled um, and as a lot of the final votes come in, you know Republicans continue to uh, outperform expectations. Um, congressional Republicans outperform expectations on the third. So the Democratic majority in the House could be less than ten seats once all is said and done, which is a tiny majority. 
Um, and then again, if you're looking at the Senate, even if the Democrats win both Georgia runoffs, which is unlikely, you're talking about just a 50-50 Senate with Harris as the um, as the tiebreak. So, you know, there won't be a blue wave again, even if Democrats manage to take the Senate. It's going to be still very, very divided. Um, and then for the Senate specifically, a lot of the Democratic senators um, are somewhat moderate. And so they're not going to just completely agree to whatever... Um, you know, Schumer, Pelosi and Biden want to want to come up and pass. Um, and so I think that kind of takes some of the risk off as far as, um, you know, extraordinarily uh, stringent regulatory changes getting passed or very large tax hikes getting passed. Um, it's just going to be very, very difficult given the makeup of, of Congress. And again, I think it's unlikely that you see Democrats win both of those runoff seats in Georgia, although um, obviously that um, that could certainly occur. Um, those Georgia runoffs are are creating a lot of friction in Washington um, on two big fronts. On 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 one front, you know, I do think that you'd be you'd be seeing a more forceful rejection of Trump by congressional Republicans if not for those runoffs. Trump is still the most popular person in the party. Republicans still want him to participate in those runoffs, actively campaign for the Republican candidates, um, and so they are willing to indulge some of the um, you know fraud fantasies for the time being. Um, and then the other area that it's that it's I think mucking up Washington is just on fiscal stimulus talks. Um, you know, again, I think McConnell views a very large stimulus bill as being um, a political negative for his party, which is why he didn't agree to it before the November third election, and why he's not agreeing to it now. Um, you know, so I think the odds of a very large near-term fiscal bill continue to kind of move lower every day. Um, part of that has to do with the Georgia runoffs, has to do with as well just a lot of the vaccine optimism. Um, and then you're also not seeing an urgent need, at least in the economic data, um, you know, for immediate um, material action on the fiscal front. So for all those reasons, it feels like incremental fiscal stimulus will get, um, you know, kicked into the next Congress after January 20th. Um, and you're probably looking at something around a trillion dollars. You know, I think the range probably had been a trillion to a trillion and a half, but I think it's kind of now down to the lower end of that. Um, on covid you know, the near-term trends remain awful. Uh, every day, you kind of are setting fresh records on transmissions. You are having hospitalization numbers set fresh records. Um, you know, I think the market is taking it very well as far as um, holding in. I think there are a few reasons for that. Obviously, the vaccine news um, is playing a huge role in offsetting near-term COVID trends. I think as well, you're not seeing, in the U.S. at least, very stringent mitigation measures get put in place. So, you know, the New York curfew that was announced yesterday afternoon about uh, 10 p.m. closing for bars, restaurants, and gyms, actually, many people thought that was kind of, um, you know, a lot better than feared as far as what could have been implemented. So you continue to have an aversion um, in the U.S. to reimpose kind of very strict lockdown measures uh, versus Europe, where they're being a little bit more aggressive as far as um, implementing mitigation steps. The vaccine news obviously is helping to offset it also. Um, you know, Pfizer was out Monday with huge efficacy numbers. It looks like Moderna could be hitting any day within the next week with its, with its figures. Um, you know, just and just to kind of run through very quickly on the vaccine front, you know, there are there's some uh, hesitancy around getting too enthused about Pfizer's vaccine, just given its specific cold storage logistical issues, whereby it has to be shipped at an extraordinarily cold temperature, um, which could make it challenging to really roll it out aggressively. The Moderna vaccine, which uses a similar mRNA mechanism as the Pfizer one, so people think it should have a comparable efficacy, does not have that same cold storage requirement. So people will be watching to see, um, you know, even if the Moderna efficacy is a little bit less than Pfizer, the fact that it could, in theory, roll out 
quicker, um, you know, I think is something that people want to is are very interested to see. And then the Johnson and Johnson vaccine that's due out in December, the data for that, um, that also is being watched closely because that's a single shot vaccine versus all the others, the Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca are two doses. Um, so if the change and Johnson Johnson one also does not have that cold storage issue. Um, so that's just what some people are watching on the vaccine front. And again, you should see Moderna out within probably the next week, if not sooner. Um, but again, in the near term, you are seeing, you know, the COVID situation is, is, is worsening dramatically. Um, and you are coming up on, you know, the holiday season, which could in theory exacerbate the figures even further. Um, you know, so that's something that I think the markets are trying to reconcile whereby you have very positive news on the vaccine front, but obviously that's, that's a spring summer 2021 event. And in the near term, um, you know, you could be looking at some dark days, um, in terms of battling COVID. Uh, on the central bank front, you had the ECB Centra conference kicked off yesterday. Lagarde made a speech yesterday morning. Um, again, this December 10th meeting for the ECB is very much in focus. It looks like they will be increasing their quantitative easing program by a half trillion euros at least. Um, you know, anticipation is getting very, very frothy for that event. I think as we get closer to it, it's, it's turning into a kind of sell the news type of uh, catalyst. But for now, um, you know, the ECB seems very comfortable with uh, fanning the flames of enthusiasm for that event. Uh, so that is pretty much everything for this morning. Um, you know, you are seeing on the sell side, analysts, um, you know, begin to kind of evolve some of their numbers and frameworks and multiples as they justify further gains as you kind of cross through some prior price targets. So, you know, the new bull framework for the S&P right now is to kind of look past 2021 into 2022, where the consensus for EPS is around $195 to $200. Um, and, and that is a fully recovered, more than fully recovered, um, fully vaccinated economy as far as what's embedded in that figure. And then you put a 21 times figure on that. And that's where you get a lot of these price targets now for the S&P that are north of 4,000. Um, I'm not endorsing that view at all. I'm just acknowledging, um, you know, that's a lot of some of what the strategists have been writing about lately to justify further gains. Um, and then that is essentially it for today. And just for the calendar, um, you know, you are now into the October end earnings season. So the Disney reports tonight, that's kind of the last major September end report. And then also tonight you get AMAT and Cisco. Those are the, those, they will start the October end earnings season. And then the October season continues over the coming weeks, um, dominated by retail and, and tech. So you have Walmart, Target are next week as far as earnings for the October end quarter. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.